When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's so easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. The hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who win. Buckeye Podcast, by fans, for the fans, where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH! And welcome back to the OHIO Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Buckeye Bobs. That man over there is the wild man, Chris Wilds. And tonight, we get to do a little preview of an up-and-coming Big Ten East team, someone who both Chris and I are very high on this season. That would be the Maryland Terrapins. And if you're a Buckeye fan, which I'm sure the majority of you who are watching this are, Maryland has scared the bejeebus out of us. It wasn't that long yep. ago, man. They were one two-point conversion away from beating us. They took um, Dwayne to the limit, man. They took Dwayne to the limit. And this team, Maryland team, uh, they took Michigan to the limit uh, a year ago. They've been knocking on the door of beating Penn State. Um, we're going to talk about that in just a minute, Chris, but to, to kind of preview things here a little bit before we dive into the history of this team, your overall thoughts of where Maryland has kind of where they were when they came into the big 10 and where they are today is their trajectory been the best out of any big 10 team, uh, in the past seven years. As far as. Any Where they started, added yeah. Later? yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at Nebraska; yeah. that's been an utter failure. And Rutgers, you know, they haven't performed to the level we thought we were getting the Greg Shiano, original Greg Shiano Rutgers, and it just didn't happen. Uh, you know, and 
Maryland is, is doing well. You know, we're both very high on them. Maybe not as high as uh, Mike Loxley is on them this year. Uh, this, you know, of course, Coach Loxley came out and said, hey, we're going to compete for a Big Ten title this year. You know, he said what that he at said. the media days. Hey, uh, and, and good you know, for him. Absolutely. And, and, you know, they we've talked about it before, Eric. I firmly believe going into the season, they have the best quarterback in the conference. I agree. They, they have some decent players at skill positions. And, you know, I'm not going to run down their whole roster because we're going to dive into that a little bit later. But, Eric, they could make some noise. <laughs> absolutely. I believe I believe they absolutely can as well. In fact, I'm predicting that they will. So let's go ahead and take a look at what they did last year. So if you look at last year's uh, season, they opened it up with three dubs uh, in their non-conference against Buffalo, Charlotte, and SMU. That's an SMU team with a quarterback who's now slinging it over in uh, for Wisconsin. They lost to that team up north, 34-27. Like I said, had them on the ropes. They come back against the other team from that dreaded state, beat them 27-13, lost by two to the eventual Big Ten West champions, Purdue, uh, defeated Indiana and Northwestern, and then lost to Wisconsin, Penn State, and Ohio State. The Penn State loss was brutal. That was brutal. Brutal. But I mean, that's a brutal three-game stretch. And then finished with Rutgers uh, with the dub uh, to give them an a seven and five uh, record last season. And if you look at during the regular season, that is. And if you look at what Vegas thought at five and a half, and you look at what you and I thought, I said nine and three. You said ten and two. We both won money off of them because they got seven when the Vegas said five and a half. And then they went out and beat an a very good NC State the NC State team in the Mayo Bowl. And finished eight and five, and looking looking like they're again their trajectories looking up. Um, Mike Loxley is entering into his fifth season there in College Park, Maryland, where they play in the SECU Stadium. I'll never get used to saying that. I believe they call it the Nest, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's the nickname of the stadium there, with a capacity of fifty-one thousand eight hundred and two. They have an all-time record of six hundred and seventy-seven to six thirty-one. And 43 ties with a winning percentage of 517. They're 13, 14, and 2 in bowl games, and they have won 11 conference titles, all of which, Chris, came in the old either Big East or ACC. Mm-hmm. They, were they a Big East team too before they, they went were to the ACC? Time. I thought so. And, and okay. let's not remember their football program. I mean, yes, it's been a while. But they were actually a uh, a stop step down. They were not a Division One football team initially. Uh, back in the days of Boomer Esiason, when he first came out of Maryland, they were. Uh, well, I believe Flacco came out of Maryland as well, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? No, or was he Delaware. Fla- he was Delaware. He was, he was a he was a blue hen. Yeah. Yeah, I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm confusing those two schools. I don't know. Bo- but, Boomer Esiason was from Boomer. Maryland. I know came out of Maryland. Uh, Maryland had a pretty good run of quarterbacks for a while. Um, but maybe I'm thinking Delaware was the Division II program, not Maryland. I could yeah, be they, wrong. You know, it's it's happened once before where I've been wrong, Eric. Just once. I'm but it sure, has happened. I'm pretty it, sure Maryland's been D1 the whole but, time. But, you know, this is the thing. They're a basketball school. They, they are indeed a basketball school. And here to tell but, us but all they're, of – They're making some noise on the football field just like Kentucky. 
They are. And here to tell us all about that is Jordan from the Maryland Turtleheads podcast. Jordan, welcome to the show. And welcome back to the OHIO podcast. And as you can see, we are joined by Jordan from the Turtleheads podcast, one of the, uh, shall I say, um, earlier podcasts to jump on the Big Banter Network. And um, Jordan, thank you so much for being with us tonight, talking a little bit of Maryland football with us. Yeah, man, no problem. Uh, when uh, when Brandon reached out to me, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a scam. I was like, what is this nonsense? But now look at us. Big Banner's taking off, man. I'm glad to be on board. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's pretty cool. And uh, I do have a bone to pick with you, however. <laughs> so, the Testy Awards. Yes. Um, we were we were on the ballot. I think there should be a recount on there, man. For best new uh, podcast on Big Banter, um, I saw that you guys awarded yourself the Testy Award, but I don't know. I think the OHL podcast they have a they have some uh, should we say some votes that need to be recounted. I think we're going to say better luck next year, guys. <laughs> I I love the confidence. I'd vote for myself all day long. So that's right. That's right. Hey, my, my kid picked the winner, and I mean he can't go against dad, right? There you go. That's right. That's oh, my right. My kids would sell me out for a two-piece and a biscuit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jordan. Let's start with. Let's start right off the bat with the quarterback who Chris and I feel is the best in the Big Ten, and Talia Tagovailoa. I think the kid is sensational. Um, I think he's the best in the Big Ten. I forget what they say up there in Ann Arbor about JJ McCarthy. He had one, two big games last year. Other than that. Uh, he was incredibly inaccurate from 15 yards and, and, and above. Talia is dynamic. He's experienced. He's mature. Uh, he's got good bloodlines. What is there not to like about this kid? Your thoughts on your quarterback, man? Turnovers. <laughs> First off, let me just, Eric, great job on pronunciation because we get so tongue-tied in here. We just call him TT, Baby Tua. We keep it simple. But when he has a good game, we call him by Talia. He earns it. But, uh, man, he, he's a great kid. Obviously, I know you all saw the news this past week. He was offered $1.5 million to go play at another school in the SEC. So loyalty is a big thing for him, too. So that means a lot. It means a lot to Coach Locks. It means a lot to the fan base. He wants to stick around and do something special as last year in Maryland. Yeah. And you know what, Jordan? You just mentioned Coach Locks. Uh, you know, he believes that Maryland can take that next step this year. So, in your mind, what does that look like? And does it include, as he suggested during Big Ten uh, Media Days, competing for the Big Ten title? All right. Do you see what's over top of my head right here? You see that? That's a basketball. Maryland is a basketball school. So, when he says Maryland wants to take the next step, let's just keep it short and sweet. A meaningful bowl game is big for us. I mean, meaningful was the Dukes Mayo because we had the Randy Etzel years. Of course, the DJ, DJ Durkin year, and and we kind of fell in tough times. We had a great coach in Ralph Region who put us there in the ACC, 10 wins every season, just competing, competing, competing. And that's what Maryland fans want. We're not a football school, but guess what? If the football team's good, we're a football school. But, uh, I mean, we're, we're, looking, we're looking at upset one of the big three in the East, and, and he says the next step, I truly believe next year is the biggest step because the new schedule puts everybody on a level, level playing field, and maybe 
can see where the where the chips may fall. You know, maybe maybe Maryland has something coming up their sleeve that I don't think Ohio State, Penn State, or Michigan's ready for. Hmm. I like I like your confidence there, and actually that's one of the questions we have um, further down the list here. But uh, and and so I'll just go I'll just take number four here, there, uh, Chris, and we'll let you go back and grab number three since he brought it up. If you beat one of the big three in the East this season, in Ohio State, the team up north, or Penn State, who will it be in your mind, and why? That's right. I'm not allowed to say Michigan on Ohio State's podcast. That's right. Anymore. You're no, no you, ew, that that hurt my ears. You <laughs> saying that. No, um, it's Penn State uh, because we got them at home. I'm sure you all remember, uh, was it three years ago when uh, Matt Canada took over for DJ, that whole fiasco of a year? We almost sat Ohio State right where we won them. You know, we took you all right to the cusp. And we've taken Ohio State to the cusp a couple times in the past couple years. So would it be a shock to beat Ohio State? Absolutely, because Ohio State's always tough. But I think Penn State's right for the picking right now. Okay. Okay. So let's dive into the team a little bit uh, right now, Jordan. What is the strength and weakness of this team this season? The strength's the offense. We're returning a huge number of starters. The running back, not so Littleton, is coming back. Hemby and, of course, Baby Tutu. So when he comes and we roll, I mean, this offense is powerful, but the weakness is the defense. The only thing I have a problem with Coach Locks is his disciplinary for the players. For the past three years, we've watched the players get unnecessary flags, unnecessary uh, uh, just taunting, just stupid stuff that kills the drive, kills the momentum of the defense, and we're bringing Ohio State, Penn State, whoever it may be, we're bringing their offense right back on after we get three and out, and they come down and break the back. But the, the, the biggest weakness is the defense. I mean, we lost a lot of guys to NFL this past year. Who would have thought Maryland's NFL from DMV, the saying is from DMV to Maryland to the NFL, Locks is putting out pros, but the defense is our weakness. Our offense is our strength. So I'm expecting a lot of Big 12 style shootouts, which the Big 10 isn't really used to. You know what I mean? We're used to defense, smash mouth football. In Maryland, I just think the defense is not there to compete at the highest level. Mm, interesting. You know, maybe, maybe he needs to create lock coins like Fleck coins. So- yeah, hey, 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 hey. Free. Drug test, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Turn them bad boys in. When you, you earn them, and you got to spend them when you get penalties. I don't know. That's right. So, <laughs> so what's the floor and ceiling for this team this year, Jordan? Uh, the floor, which would be a very disappointing season, which look at my – let's just go through the schedule real quick. Towson at home, at home, Virginia at home. That Virginia game, we're going to talk about the rivalries in a little bit. That Virginia is coming back to the what we call the bird. Of course, they've changed the names a hundred different times, but those three should be easy wins, in my opinion. I mean, anything can happen in football. But then Michigan State at home, uh, at their home, excuse me, and I think that's a win for us. I, you all might think different. You think I'm wrong? Tell me. But I think we beat Michigan State at their house. I think we beat Indiana, so that puts us at five and zero going into the Ohio State game. And we've talked about this on our podcast a lot of times, and it's at Ohio State. I'm just going to be honest. I don't see us winning that game. I would love to win that game, but I don't see us winning that game. I see us coming back home, beating Illinois, beating Northwestern at, at their house, which Northwestern's a mess right now. And then we have Penn State at home. And the reason I think we beat Penn State is we beat them at home, but there's a trap game following that game. It's Nebraska. We're going to go to Nebraska. I think we're going to lose that game, which we shouldn't. 
And then we're going to have Michigan at home. That That's just a tough battle, man. And losing a trap game, in my opinion, and then coming back, you know, I mean, what could we be going to that game? We could be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. We could be eight and one possibly going to that Michigan game. Could you imagine a Maryland team facing Michigan at eight and one? I mean, that'd be, that'd be unheard of. And then I think we beat records at the end. So we're looking at two to three losses. And I mean, the, the floor, like you, the, I go back to your original question. The floor is if we have a letdown, man, six or seven wins, that's a huge letdown for this team. And I think the ceiling, man, is can Maryland compete for the Big Ten East? I don't know. I mean, I don't think so, but as a fan, I hope so. So your coach thinks so. (laughs) That's all that matters, baby. So you, you kind of gave us your prediction there already. Um, So you're, you're predicting two to three losses. So, um, so who is Maryland's real rival Jordan? That's such a loaded question though. Are we talking big 10 rival? We talking all time rival? What are we talking here? Both. We yeah, want to just me. educate us, man. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to y'all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna give what the people want. Basketball. It's Duke. Always will be Duke. I don't care what Duke says. It's always Duke. Football. <laughs> if West Virginia Maryland became a big rivalry in like the past like 20 years, and they've kind of gone away from playing, I think they're trying to bring it back. Uh, that that was once again. I mean, it's, I don't know, just because the fan base are so. So close. We have a lot of guys from Maryland. What a friend, best friends, went to West Virginia, grew up a turf fan. Now he pulls for West Virginia. I, mean, I get it. It's right with the school. But that rivalry between the fan bases is fun. And then the rivalry within the Big Ten, it has to be Penn State. I think Stefan Diggs set the tone many years ago when he didn't shake hands at the coin flip. That kind of said, hey, we're new to the Big Ten. We're going to set the tone. And I think the fans have followed. So I say Penn State in the Big Ten, West Virginia outside of the Big Ten. And then it's always Duke. We always hate Duke. So Everybody it, hates Duke. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting, man, because when we had uh, um, the What's Chopping podcast on from Rutgers, his answer was actually very similar to yours in that even though the Big Ten tries to say Maryland and Rutgers are rival, they looked at Penn State as their rival. Um, and, of course, you said the same thing. And here the Big Ten says Penn State, mm, they don't really have a rival at all. Even though they're like, hey, we like Ohio State to be our rival. And Ohio State's like, we have one. We only have one. We only care about one. But uh, it's very interesting that both the East Coast schools view Penn State. What is it about Penn State that you guys hate so much? I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere. No, it, it's definitely in the middle of nowhere. I just hate Penn State. There's nothing good about Penn State. Maybe it's because they're blue. Duke, Penn State, both blue. West Virginia's got a little blue. Maybe Maryland just don't like the color blue. Hey, we can be friends. We don't like Michigan now. There we go. The color blue. <laughs> there but you go. I, 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 I don't know if it's because everybody wants Rutgers, Maryland to be a rival. I don't quite get that. I mean, we call them Buckards. They've really, I mean, they're they're not good at anything. Let's be honest. Even when they are good, they're not good. They're kind of like the Washington Redskins of college football. Even when they are good, they're not good. And I mean, like I said, I I I've been to the rack, the basketball game, watch Maryland Rutgers. My YMCA in the Eastern Shore of Maryland is bigger than the rack. I mean, and everybody's like, it's the greatest place to play. You don't come until you come to Xfinity and witness a basketball game. I know we're on football. I get that. But when you come and experience Xfinity, Pac, it's the best atmosphere you can have. And I got news for you. When Bird's rocking, it's been a while, Bird rocks. And I'm hoping this year, man, that night game versus Virginia, them kids are going to start drinking around noon. It's going to be a wild time at Bird. Chris, he keeps mentioning this thing called basketball. I don't know what that is. 
I'm an Ohio State. I fan. wouldn't either if I were you. You're always go to is Greg Oden. Sure, sure. No, Chris and I go even further back. We're like Jimmy Jackson, baby. Jimmy Jackson. <laughs> oh, I can go. I can go further than that. Perry Carter, Trey Glee. <laughs> so I mean, you did you did steal our best coach that we had uh, for a long time there, and he won a national championship for you in basketball. Hey, so. He signed that basketball right there, baby. Oh, there it is, man. Yeah, we went from him to Randy Ayers. Oh, what a, uh, what a, what a don't hate on Randy. Oh man, I'm oh. gonna hate on Randy. Oh, that was bad. That was bad. That, that ended bad. Yeah. Oh man. So so here's what's cool, man. Is your guys' podcast, the Turtleheads podcast, is very unique. It's different than any other podcast on Big Banter. You guys not only talk about Maryland sports, but you're like the entire area. You like uh, Orioles. You guys talk a lot about the Orioles, the Ravens. Tell everybody a little bit about the Turtleheads podcast and where did that all come from? Where did that Where did that genesis come from? Well, it's funny you say we talk Ravens, Orioles, and that. But we like to say we're the number one podcast for Maryland, Ravens, Orioles, anything we can take claim to today. Podcast, we are now the number one barnyard Olympic podcast. So make sure you listen to that one. And uh, but we we have a great time, man. It's it's four of my great friends. We joke around. We have a good time. You know, I listen to somebody's podcast out there in the world, and they're very serious, very to the point. We're just here to have a good time, man. If you like a good podcast, let's do it. Want a good laugh? Hop on, listen to Turtleheads. We started almost coming up on our year anniversary, right before Big Banner even reached out. We uh, we just got together. We're like, look, man, we always have these hot takes, and sometimes they come true, but nobody believes us because we don't have it. Now we can be like, check episode three. We said that, so uh, we just have a great time. And and look, we love you all. You all do a great podcast, and and we love joining up with anybody. I think Big Banner is a, a thing that's going to take off, and we just hope everybody supports either the Ohio podcast. Is it? Is, let me ask you this: Is it the Ohio podcast or is it the OHIO podcast? There's so, a story. There's a story. <laughs> if you got a minute, oh, go ahead. So we were the OHIO podcast, and the, the the genesis of that is is when you go to a Buckeye game, you've probably heard it before. Our fans will you'll, will yell out OH, and then they mm-hmm. respond IO. And mm-hmm. we had a logo with that with exclamation marks after the H in the uh, final O. And um, Ohio State sued us. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we had a cease and assist letter that said we cannot call ourselves the OHIO podcast. Um, and that we had to, re- we we, had to we change We could be the OHIO podcast. But we could be the <laughs> OHIO podcast without exclamation marks. Because they don't own the rights to the state name. Unbelievable. Well, the good news is I don't think anybody will ever take the Turtleheads podcast. What everybody thinks of when they hear Turtleheads. Everybody thinks the same thing. But funny story, back in 2002, the prime time of Maryland basketball, right? Like the 2002 season. It's actually 2001. It's like early November. We're playing in Madison Square Garden. It's uh, Maryland versus Arizona right after 9-11. And uh, one of my friends, the co-creator of this show, he went to the game. We always talk about it. There was this drunk Arizona fan, and he held up a cannoli, but he kept calling it a knish. It's a freaking knish. I'm going to keep it G-rated. And he kept saying that. It's a freaking knish. The turp sucks. So he would stand up, and he would hold it in between his legs and be like, it's a freaking turtle head. And he did it the whole game. So we always <laughs> joke about that. So the best part is they were like, hey, dude, I bet you won't run out on the court. He's like, yeah, I will. And if you get ESPN Classic, 
Maryland versus Arizona, you will see him at the end of the game run on the court and get tackled because it's right after 9-11. He gets demolished. But we always joked about the freaking turtle head. And then we like, man, we need a podcast name. We're like, what about the turtle heads? And they're stuck. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. <laughs> that's a great story man that's almost as good as our iowa ohio state story which we won't get into on this show. yeah <laughs> well look man eric and chris i appreciate y'all getting me on here and we're gonna have you on our show coming up especially if we're five and zero, and y'all are five and now boy let me tell you oh, something yeah. my, my, my my friend always says we're no good to be around when we're bad what do you think we're gonna be like if we're good <laughs> I love it. Yes, we will do that. We will have you on the preview the week of the Maryland game, and we we'll be happy to jump on your guys' podcast as well and uh, talk a little bit about Buckeye football. Uh, don't ask us about basketball. That's right. <laughs> hey, there's a Eric, whole there's a whole heads. other Spotify Apple podcast. Beautiful. That was my next question. There you guys go. Look them up on Spotify, uh, iTunes. They're everywhere. Uh, go to the Big Banter. Um, I can we call it Twitter still? I don't even know what to call uh, it now. I uh, loaded the and there was an X on it. I was like, have I lost a Twitter app? I didn't know what was. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's, what's happening with that. But anyways, uh, go to Big Banter, check that out, um, and you'll find them there as well. Uh, lots of fun, especially if you're into other sports, Major League Baseball, NFL, and Bard Yarn Olympics. They've got it all. <laughs> it's a great time. Uh, you're gonna really enjoy that. Thank you so much, Jordan, for coming on. Hey, Appreciate let, it. Let, let me roll out with this. Did Eddie George ever win a high, um, a uh, uh, did Eddie George ever win a college football championship? No. Okay, he never won an NFL Super Bowl either because of Ray Lewis. There it is, Ravens turf Orioles, baby. Love y'all. Uh, 
He did. He didn't win a Super Bowl because of Orlando Pace. No, no, no. It's always Ray Lewis. Oh, it's, it's always Ray Lewis. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a have a good night, Jordan. See you. Guys. Thank you so much, Jordan, for joining us here on the OHIO podcast. Be sure to check out the Turtle Heads podcast. It's very unique. It's a lot of fun. Good guys that uh, that talk about anything sports related, including including barnyard Olympic sports. So there, there you go. All right, let's talk about Maryland's roster, Chris, because you're pretty high on the offensive side of the football uh, for Maryland, as well as I. So let's go ahead and dive right into Maryland's offensive projected starting lineups here for this season. Of course, at quarterback, you got Talia Tagovailoa, or Baby Tua, as they used to call him when he was the when he was the quarterback at Alabama. Of course, he decided to leave, follow Mike Loxley to Maryland. And as Chris and I alluded to at the beginning of this podcast, we feel he is the best quarterback in the Big Ten heading into the season. Does not mean he will be the best by the end of the season, but if you're going to rank these guys where they're at now, sorry, loserines, he's better than J.J. McCarthy. He absolutely is. I'm sorry. He just is, dude. And I'm not can, sorry. It is. It's fact. Uh, you could call me crazy all you want, but he's done so much more with less than what the blonde bomber has done for you guys. At running at running back, you got Roman Hemby, redshirt sophomore. Pretty good legs on that guy right there. Expecting big things out of him this year. As far as the offensive line, it's going to be a little bit of a patchwork type of season uh, for uh, Mike Loxley's team here. Emilio Morin is a redshirt senior. Eric Harris, senior. Uh, those are both returning guys. And then you've got a couple transfers. Um, Gottlieb's Ayedza. Ayedza. Sure, we're on Culture Twines, who we are. He's a senior transfer as well as Corey Bullock. I can pronounce that one. He's also a transfer senior. And Delmer Glaze, a redshirt junior. So you got four seniors, two of which are transfers. And then a fourth year junior. So there's it's an upper class laden offensive line, not so much tremendous experience. Uh, of course, they're replacing two guys who were drafted in Jalen Duncan and Spencer Anderson, who both left and went to the NFL. Corey Deitches is the red shirt uh, junior tight end, pretty good tight end. And then here's where the strength of this team has been, has been at the wide receiver position over the years. You got Ja'Shawn Jones, a senior, and then you got, again, a couple transfers coming in, and Tyrese Chambers, who's a senior, and Caden Prather, who is a junior. Chris, your thoughts on the Maryland Terrapins offense in 2023 with their projected starters? Well, I'll tell you, I, I love, first of all, that they're starting off with a mature line. Again, if you're going to be playing in the Big Ten East and you're going to contend, you have to have guys who aren't going to make mistakes. Right there, again, comes where you've got your your fifth-year seniors, your fourth-year junior. They've been doing this a long time. They're going to be patient. They should not be making mistakes. Um, Roman Hemby, love his talent at, at tailback. I think he's got to be loving the fact that he's got the, this line in front of him. Uh, Talia, same thing. He's got to love the fact that he's got a mature line in front of him. And man, I do. I love his skill, his skill position weapons. Uh, Dietrich, I think he's a very, very underrated tight end. I do he as may, well. He may be one of the top four to five tight ends in the conference. 
Uh, you know, I think we had him rated a little lower than that initially in our, our report, but he has <laughs> he has potential to be top five. Um, you know, Jay uh, Sean Jones, I believe, led the team in receiving last year. Uh, you know, talented receiver, and I love Tyrese Chambers. The transfer, I think, is going to make a lot of noise this season. So, Talia's got the weapons. He should have a respectable line in front of him, a good run game. If this team isn't averaging, I'm going to say at least near 30 points a game, there's a big problem. Well, I think they're going to average over I'm that. I'm thinking 35 to 38 is where they should be. And that's, again, playing some pretty tough competition in the Big Ten East. Indeed, and we will get to that in just a minute. Let's flip it over to the side of the ball where Maryland has struggled uh, under Mike Loxley uh, as head coach, Chris. On the defensive line, you got Quashawn Fuller. He's a redshirt junior. Tommy Aking, Aking Basote. A King, a King Basote. A King Basote. I like that. They, yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. He's a junior. We'll go with it. Kellen Wyatt's a sophomore. And they have another transfer in Jordan Phillips, who is a red shirt freshman on the defensive line. At the linebacker position, Ruben Hippolyte the second senior. And Jay Sean Barham is a sophomore at linebacker. So senior and sophomore. At the cornerback position, again, another transfer in Jaquan Shepard, a senior. Corey Coley is a junior. And they are replacing a couple guys who went to the NFL and Deontay Banks and Jacorian Bennett. At safety, you got Bo Braid, who is a senior, and Dante Trader Jr., uh, and as well as Tarheeb Still, so who is a senior. And at kicker, you got Jake or Jack Howes, who's a redshirt sophomore, and he's replacing Chad Ryland, who was, was drafted, drafted. Yes, drafted. <laughs> a kicker going the NFL drafted and punter Colton Spangler is back. He is a senior Chris, this defense, what do you think of Maryland's defense? Is it going to be good enough to help them win football games? Or is it going to be all offense again in 2023 for the Terrapins? Well, I'll tell you, they're replacing a lot of good pieces from that defensive backfield. And that could be the, the factor there. What they're going to have to do is get a lot of pressure up front. I think their linebacker play will be solid, but they've got to get pressure up front. They've got to wreak havoc. They've got to, you know, collapse the pocket, make the quarter opposing quarterback move, and get home to the opposing quarterback because they've got a decent transfer in Jaquan Shepard back there at corner. And Corey Coley is I think he's got some talent, but I don't know. He is not a Deontay Banks or a Jacorian Bennett. So they have got to make things easier on the backside of this defense. And as we've talked about many times, the best way to do that is by disrupting and creating pressure with the front four. Agreed. <clears throat> All right, Chris, let's dive into this 2023 schedule and give our prediction for what we believe Maryland will do this season. Of course, Mike Loxley has uh, slowly been building a winning program and he's got what we feel is the best quarterback in the Big Ten. One last ride here. Let's see what we think he that he can do here. Towson, Charlotte, Virginia is how they open the season in the non-conference 
all at home. Those should all be W's, no doubt about it. Those should be wins. At Michigan State, I think that's a win. Versus Indiana, I think that's an easy win. And that would give them a 5-0 and record mm-hmm. going on the road on October 7th to Columbus, Ohio to take on the Buckeyes, which could be an absolute huge football game. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, Chris, a scenario where Ohio State drops one in Indiana to Notre Dame and Maryland comes in undefeated? I would like to say no, I can't imagine that. But, Eric, we're coming off of Big Ten media days where our head coach is talking about potentially starting a freshman on the offensive line. That's concerning. Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman is going to be pumped up. His team's going to be pumped up. This is a Notre Dame team. It's got the, the Buckeyes in South Bend this year. Mm-hmm. Marcus Freeman knows he needs a statement win. I, I I think Ohio State can beat North or beat Notre Dame. I truly believe that. Oh, there's no doubt. But I could see a scenario where if that offensive line isn't producing and isn't performing at the level it needs to, where Notre Dame sneaks in and gets one. It's um it's going to be interesting. Like I said, the, uh, the, there is a scenario out there where a a five and zero Maryland comes into Columbus taking on a four and one Ohio State team. That scenario. I think it's unlikely, but I think it's potentially there. Yeah. Let's get back to Maryland's schedule here. All right. So after the Buckeyes, which they will lose, they take on Illinois. And I think that this is a coin toss game. Now, the reason why I think Maryland can and should win this football game, it is at home. Will they be licking their wounds after Ohio State? Could they go into Columbus and and pull off an amazing upset. If they were to do that and they are at that point five and zero or six and zero, whatever they would be at that point of six and zero, mark it down. They would lose to Illinois. That would be a total letdown trap game. But I'll, I'll tell you though, Eric, I don't think they have to win against Ohio State. I think if they play close with Ohio State, their confidence is going to be riding high. By week, and then here's how the last five games to finish off the season. At Northwestern win versus Penn State at home. At Nebraska, that's a tricky game, as Jordan alluded to on the podcast or uh, when we recorded with him the other day, as he just uh, shared with us on this episode. Against that team up north at home again at Rutgers to finish off the year. Vegas says seven wins. You and I, Chris, both say take the over. Eight and four is our predictions. Even if they lose to the big three in the East, Penn State, Ohio State, and that team up north, and they lose one to either Nebraska or, say, Illinois, Illinois. that still gives them eight wins on the season. But here's the thing. You alluded to it. You stated it. Mike Loxley at Big Ten Media Day says we are going to compete for a Big Ten championship, which means this. He is going to have to beat one of the big three in the East, either Ohio State, 
Penn State or that team up north. Jordan said if he's going to do it, it's going to be against Penn State. I disagree. I think they get that team up north in the the trap game. They've got that team up north the week before the Ohio State-Michigan game. Oh, you better believe Harbaugh's riding high right now, and his focus is all on Ohio State. Make no mistake about it. He Here's wants the, to put the nail in Ryan Day's mm. coffin and just silence all the naysayers that have been out there. And Maryland could could sneak up on him. They really could, especially with the game being in Maryland. Here's the thing that scares me about that game. Maryland is nowhere near as deep as the Loserines are. No. And by that by that point of the season, you might have some health concerns. The one thing that could derail this season faster than a, a Mexican water going through me is Talia getting injured. Yes. If that happens, mark it down. They're not. They'll be lucky to go bowling. It depending on when he gets hurt in the season. If that were to happen, and his his history tells me that chances are at some point this season he's going to get ouchy. Now, how bad that is and for how long and what the severity of that would be is obviously what you need to be concerned about if you're a Terrapins fan. But I think there is a very real opportunity there for them to beat one of the big three this this year. I hope it's not us. I really don't. I don't think it will be. I think I agree kind of with Jordan. I think Penn State can be had. Um, I know that they've been building as well to get to this point to where they feel they have every good, every bit of good of an opportunity to win the East as Ohio State and that team up north does. They've been building to this. Remember what Kevin said. He said it will be next year when we will have the majority of our talent. They lost a lot defensively, though. They did. And how good can they be defensively and how fast – can they get their quarterback up to speed to where the heat they need him to be to be competitive is the question for them. But I don't know, man. I look at Maryland, and that is a dangerous football team if you're one of the big three. You cannot you know, sleep on them. I'm not buying into the Drew Aller hype either. You know, so Penn, Penn State, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe you and Jordan are right. Maybe it is Penn State they get. I just got a gut feeling they're going to sneak up on that team up north this year, though. Oh, that'd be great. They almost did it last year in their house. Yeah. I mean, they lost by seven. They and had you better the believe Mike. You better believe Mike Loxley is going to remember that. They mm-hmm. are going to beat that into their brains that entire week. You were this close to taking down a CFP team last year. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, absolutely. Brandon Jensen, uh, lead betting analyst at Big Banter Sports. Glad to be on the show. We will move on to Maryland. Uh, their over-under is 7 this season with an over juiced at minus 105, under minus 115. I see, let's see, Charlotte, Towson, Virginia, Indiana, Northwestern, and Rutgers. That is a slate that they can easily pull out all six wins. I think that's Talia is going to be fantastic if the offensive line can hold, them, hold up for him and keep the pressure out. Four new starters, it's going to be tough, but I do like Maryland to flirt with seven. Again, seven being the push, I've got to take the over because I don't see six and six Absolutely. or less. Absolutely. 
All right. Uh, final thoughts, Chris, on the on the Maryland Terrapins for 2023. Uh, you know what? I think they're going to be a very exciting team to watch. They may be the second most exciting team to watch in the East uh, bracket of the Big Ten. Uh, you know, I think that Michigan's not going to be an exciting team to watch. They're not. They're going to run the ball down their everybody's throats like they've been doing. They got Quorum back healthy. They've got uh, Edwards. They're going to be a running team again. Um, I, I think they've got a tremendous quarterback, tremendous, like I said, tremendous uh, skill players. I think they're going to be a very exciting team to watch. Uh, we've both got them at eight and four. Eric, I could see a, a scenario where they could go ten and two. I, I could see it. I think the they ceiling, would. I think the ceiling is there. <clears throat> They'd have to take out two of the big, big three. I could see it. Well, or or just one of them, and not, and then win the rest of their and games. And then win the rest but, of the games, yeah. But um, it, it, they would need a lot of things to go right for them, and that's not to say it couldn't, because they've had a lot of things go wrong, and they've still ended up with six, seven win seasons. So, yeah. so they've been building to this. Like I said, this yes. is a team that's trajectory has been go, slowly building up. They've got a, they've been recruiting very well. They've got a great recruiting base there in the DMZ. Um, so I don't yeah. know, man, it's, it's a matter of, it's a, it's, it's one of those things where I think we're going to know if they're five and oh, coming in Columbus, hold on to your butts. That's going to be a big game, man. That, that, could that game a, could be a, a shootout. It absolutely could. Hopefully our defense will be much better and that won't happen. Yeah. Please like share, subscribe. We appreciate uh, all of you who have watched. If you're a Maryland fans, Give us a like, subscribe to the channel. Uh, we are part of the Big Banter Network, which you see down right there. And uh, as, as a, being a part of the Big Banter Network, that means we have access to all other 13 Big Ten team podcasts. Um, we're one of the very few podcasts in the, in the Ohio State sphere that is a part of something like that. And so you are getting access to not just Ohio State, but the other 13, soon to be other 15, and maybe more. Or, or 20 teams. some by the end of the week by the time <laughs> by the time this posts next week as we record this on on the august 1st by the time this post we might have more i don't know but you, however many in the world will be big banter will be there covering every single one of them with a very unique uh perspective which is a podcast from every single school in the big 10 so we appreciate all of your support uh, let us know what you think Maryland's going to do in the comments below. We want to hear from you. Till next time, go Bucks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.